Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, this week I really wanted to uh, provide a platform to nurture you all. And that is in the form of some wisdom from an incredible teacher in my life. Um, Paige Olson is an acupuncturist and Chinese medicine doctor. And um, she's originally from America, but moved to Australia and has a practice near the Flurio Peninsula in South Australia. And she is just a wealth of knowledge, but not only that, she really is just an energy of immense calmness, which I think is something that we can all benefit from tuning into. And I'm sure you're going to benefit from the pace, the perspective and the peace that that gets conveyed in this interview with Paige Olson. Um, And so she has an immense healing background, um, having transitioned from working in the film industry as a result of facing a serious illness. She she really re-examined and relaunched her life. So she um, started meditation in the late 90s, began studying Tai Chi and Qigong, and then went back to school to study Chinese medicine, which um, really began a process of her own healing, which she now shares with the world. Um, She has also um, done work as a volunteer in Uganda. She's done a lot of different things and and is just a a beautiful soul. So I really loved this conversation and I know it's going to bring you some peace and, um, and some perspective during this interesting time in all of our lives. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever. And a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. I'm so honoured to be sitting here this afternoon and having a virtual conversation, of course, with the beautiful Paige Olson. Hi, Paige. I'm so excited to have this conversation this afternoon. How are you and how are you travelling amongst all of this interesting kind of pandemic that we're going through as a society at the moment? Mm. Hi, Juliet. Thank you so much for um, having this conversation with me. Mm. I am, it's been a very interesting time for everybody. I honestly have gone um, in between two different states and really working on navigating how much information I want to take in, what I want to do with that information, and then completely stepping away from it and getting back to the center of myself, of my being, which I find is what is the most important thread in this time for me to to manage everything that's, all of the changes that we're having to adapt to, to continue our work, continue um, uh, staying in touch with our communities, our families, um, um, gathering food at this time. (laughs) So, so, Overall, I would have to say um, I'm doing well. It's a, it's, it's a stretch. I'm stretching. I'm growing. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I always love when there's opportunity for growth. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is there more than ever? And I think maybe a few people are feeling those growing pains. And I think the real reason I wanted to co-create this discussion with you today is every single time that I've been in your presence and even just spoken with you, I've been almost like bathed in this calm frequency and calm energy. And so I thought, you know, I want I want people to be able to tap into that and to, to learn from some of the wisdom because you have got such a wealth of knowledge to share. And I know that you do a lot of research, but for me, the, the biggest, um, I guess, the biggest indicator is how someone lives their life and you really kind of embody that energy of just calm strength so how first of all I suppose you know I know we're going to talk a bit about your Chinese medicine background and acupuncture but on a more personal note like how are you navigating this time in your family unit and especially also with your children um well um most of my family is in the states um, my family unit here is uh, my husband and our, our child is our dog. She really is like a child. Um, so she doesn't know what's going on except for the fact that we're home more often and she loves that. Oh. <laughs> um, and my partner is, he's had to take his work online. So he's extremely busy and um, it's put a lot more stress on him. Um, but what we've done is we've decided to um, set up sort of a, a, a wellness regime for ourselves mm. where first thing in the morning we go out and we take a walk. We're fortunate to live in an area where there are not a lot of people. So we, um, you know, we take walks, we're getting some cardio exercise, we're cooking really good meals and we're sharing that time together. Um, we're spending more time at the end of the day without devices. Um, so that's been a really, you know, it's been something we've talked about for a lot, but we're always quite busy. Mm. And so this has been a really beautiful opportunity for us to take advantage of in that way and um, sort of bring everything home. Um, and yeah. I think I saw something online you talked about how your child is your dog like how much the dogs at the moment are kind of loving everyone being home so much more and they're getting so much more attention that they would but what what would be your advice to um, parents and and people who are trying to keep it all together and I guess keep a bit of a, a straight face for their children mm. and hide the, the 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 uncertainty that they're all facing in mm. That's a really good question. And, you know, it brings up um, something that I've been really thinking about a lot because there's so many people going through a lot of fear and anxiety and even panic around this, around the unknown. Um, And, you know, fear is fear. Anxiety is just anxiety and panic is just panic. It is what it is. It's like, Thich Nhat Hanh says this great, has this great saying when he talks about anger. He says, oh, hello, old friend. Why don't you pull up a chair and join me for dinner? Hmm. So it's part of the human condition to have fear, to have anxiety, to have panic. Most of us, I dare I say all of us, will experience that in our lifetimes. And I think there's kind of a fine line between... Um, hiding that from our children or sharing that with our children. And what I mean to say is um, 
now first I'll say I don't have children. I have a niece and nephew I'm very close with, but um, it's important to be, I think, to be real with your kids. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's important to have conversations um, and to ground them in those conversations in really practical ways. Um, I think it's a time for uh, serious creativity. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just creating education or creating games around things like this, um, you know, to, to be home and have that family unit time that um, maybe some people wouldn't otherwise have can be um, turned into a real positive. Mm-hmm. So I heard on the radio recently that there's this teddy bear game thing happening. Have you heard about that? No, what is it? Um, <clears throat> families who have kids are placing a teddy bear out in somewhere in their yard so that other families, when they're driving around and they have kids, or if you take a walk in the neighborhood, the kids have a goal of looking for teddy bears. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, so really beautiful things popping up around humanity, aren't there? I think they really are. I think it's a, it's a really great opportunity um, to dive deeper into um, you know, into who we are. I mean, I think creativity is a really big thing around this. Um, I know that I'm a creative person and I love to express that, but when I get really busy, I, I feel like a lot of those creative bones get thrown out the window. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, with creativity, I think there's such healing. There really, and there's such beauty. And um, it's such an important thing for our immune systems, um, for the health and the wellness of our families to to have humor to have creativity to have beauty mm. whatever that means to you to have laughter yeah oh laughter is the best cure right especially <laughs> best antidote to fear <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty impossible to feel afraid when you're laughing so so what is your sort of perspective can you tell the listeners uh, a bit about your practice and um and i suppose what some of the perspective is from a chinese medicine standpoint on what we're going through and also the seasons that we're about to step into as well sure um, let me just, before I answer that, let me go back to, to sort of th- thread this a little bit. There's, if you're, um, or the listeners are familiar with the yin-yang symbol or the tai chi symbol, mm-hmm. which is the, that circle where um, it sort of looks like two tiers that are wrapped together. One side is dark with a, a light hole in it and the other side is light with a dark hole in it. Um, it's a really beautiful symbol and Chinese medicine is really based on yin and yang or positive and negative, which that symbol represents. And the little holes that are in between each, um, the light hole in the dark section and the dark hole in the light section show us that positive and negative can only exist in relationship to one another, right? So yin and yang only exist within relationship to one another. Um, and everything is, a cycle. Everything has a season. If you just look at the, the, the course of 24 hours, the sun rises, it reaches the apex, and then it sets. Then the moon rises, reaches the apex, and it sets. So we go through this half a day of light, half a day of dark, essentially. And we can look at that cycle as a breath, full breath, and inhale and exhale, to a full life. So so the really beautiful thing about that is it's a cycle. It's a natural cycle that we go through. If you look at somebody's life, 
a young child is born, they're in that, that young state of energy as they grow and they mature. And then we reach a certain point in our life, usually, you know, what we call midlife, when the systems start to decline and, and we really age and we come to the final chapters in our life and we die. It's a natural cycle. And what happens if we look at every time we go through that cycle in life, could be from an experience. We move through the loss of a loved one. We move through any difficult trauma or even a difficult day at work. It's important to go through that whole cycle. So it's important to go into that dark section, that yin section, um, you know, the depth of winter, because there's always light on the other side. The sun will always rise, right? So, and, and I had a teacher that said a beautiful thing. Every time we go through that cycle, we're creating more wisdom in our bodies, in our beings. And it's such an important thing because in our Western cultures, we like to feel good. Mm -hmm. We want to feel good all the time. And so, um, so that's supported. We want to feel up. We, we don't want to feel depressed. We don't want to feel sick. So, so we take medicines to avoid that. Or we take antidepressants to, to, to have a better mood. Um, I think it's become such a huge um, issue within our Western cultures not to feel down, at least for any extended period of time, that we're constantly striving to be up. And if we can allow ourselves to feel fear or to feel depression or to feel um, anxiety about something, we learn to be able to cope with it and move through it and utilize it. I mean, I always think we teach what we most need to learn, right? <laughs> That's why I do this. And so when we go into something and we invite it to the table, like Thich Nhat Hanh says, we're in acceptance of it. We're not in denial of it. We're not pushing it away so it doesn't pop back up in front of us, right? So we can get to know it, we can integrate it, and we become so much more of who we are from that place and we shine a light from that place does that make sense yeah of course yeah. and and do you think some of the fear of people not wanting to feel those things of like fear and depression and anxiety is because there has been such a large focus on feeling good that there's a fear that if they go into the depths of the darkness they'll get stuck there Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, I think we think that anyways, it, it, it's a scary thing to go into the depths of our psyche or, or, you know, wherever it's, it's terrifying. If we think about what our greatest fears are, you know, who wants to go there really? Um, and that's not really what I'm talking. And we don't have to, uh, we don't have to bring those up, but I just mean, you know, when we're going through um, what's happening in the world today, it's a cycle. Uh, if, so for example, I go in and I start to study and research things <laughs> and I think, oh, that's it. <laughs> you know, it's all over. I go into my fear. Um, when I went to school, when I was studying Chinese medicine, I'd look at different pathological processes and I would think, oh, that, I'm doomed. I've got everything. You know? <laughs> um, so that's my process. And then I realize I step away, I breathe, I go outside, I take a walk, I do some Tai Chi, you know, the sun comes up in the morning and I realize, okay, I'm still here. I'm okay. Mm. So it's about really learning about that cycle for yourself. What does that mean? 
sometimes we do need, oftentimes we do need help when we go into that fear, when we go into the darkness. And that's completely valid. And that's, that's a beautiful thing to have a witness and to have support, to have community, to know what your resources are, who and what they are. Um, but to actually move through that, I think is powerful. And so that's what I wanted to bring that back to the question about families. I think when children see their parents living a life that seems authentic to themselves in the scope of being human, then they, they grow up to not be as afraid of facing terrifying situations or facing, of facing difficult situations rather. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. And, you know, you just even triggered a little rem reminder for me of times in my childhood when my mom would just, you know, kneel down and put her hands on my shoulders and say, do you know what, Juliet? I'm not really sure what's going to happen right now, but what I do know is that we're going to be together and I love you and we're going to figure it out. And that for me was just so empowering as a child to hear. So I think, you know, even though we all don't have the answers and we don't necessarily know how it's going to play out, like giving your children whatever you can be certain about. I mean, I don't have children either and here we are on a podcast talking about this. <laughs> but, I think, but I think children are so in tune and they're so intuitive and they can feel when things are off. And, and when people try and hide things from them, then it, it just disempowers and disconnects. And right now I feel that it's such a powerful time for families to really connect deeper than, than they've perhaps been mm. able to. And what you've been talking about, like I, I can't help but kind of feel that a lot of people's unconscious fears are being surfaced because of all of this. You know, if people have a fear of dying or a fear of losing their loved ones, you know, fear of losing their job, you know, these fears are come bubbling up to the surface to be dealt with from the darkness of that shadow or the yin or whatever. And so um, I definitely, I, I definitely glad that you, you brought that up because I think, I mean, I was even not, not, surprised and I'm not judging anyone but hearing that bottle shops were running out of alcohol you know I thought this is a good time to feel all the stuff that you haven't felt not distract it but that's that's what our society and culture does right is we distract mm. from the the bad stuff and we want to feel good all of the time so it's a yeah it's a very yeah. important point yeah mm. and so to then to then move into the idea of the seasons mm. from a Chinese medicine perspective um as we you know, look forward to this season, this flu season, right? Going autumn, going into winter. Yeah. Um, within the five elements of Chinese medicine, each of the seasons is associated with an element. So we have uh, metal, which is autumn, which we're in right now. Um, water, which is winter. Um, uh, wood, which is spring, fire, which is summer, and then we have earth, which I like to look at as the, the middle of all of those, a, a, a beautiful transitional phase between every season. So each of those seasons and elements are connected to organ systems as well. And the earth element is the spleen, stomach, and pancreas. Um, so two points that I want to bring up around this related to um, this uh, virus, the COVID-19. One of the things I've learned from a Chinese medical perspective from one of my teachers who's um, in China and, and 
working in China through this right now, is that this is um, a virus that goes directly to the stomach. It's seen in our medicine as a cold, damp pathogen. And um, what most of us perceive uh, as the first symptoms are um, dry throat, cough, you know, cold, fever, things like that, difficulty breathing, chest depression. But um, the way it, at least the way I'm understanding it from this perspective, is the way it enters the body is through the digestion. So we may feel um, like our stomach feels cold, or we may feel like a loss of appetite. We may have some diarrhea or loose stools. We may feel really lethargic and just not hungry, or maybe like our food's not digesting. That's, that's potentially could be a sign that the pathogen is starting to enter your body and it's, and it's um, looking for a way out at that point. And because so many of us feel this from time to time, you know, the many people with digestive issues, we don't really pay much attention to it. And so we go on about our regular eating habits or daily lives and then maybe develop a cold. So one of the most essential things from a Chinese medicine perspective, always, um, but I think it's a great thing to talk about now, is to keep your stomach warm, to keep your digestive system warm. We don't want to put that fire out with cold foods or cold liquids or lots of raw foods. And it's a really hard thing to, um, to convey in our Western culture because we love, as a culture, um, big uh, icy drinks or a cold beer or lots of salads or ice cream or smoothies. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, or smoothie bowls, which is all <laughs> I live off before I met you. <laughs> yeah. And so we think of a smoothie bowl. What is that? That's cold and that's dampness. And it's right? more undigestible. It, yeah. Exactly. Mm. So, so, um, that's that's one thing if if your listeners could walk away with one thing today let it be you want to keep your stomach warm everything you put into your mouth should be room temperature or warm so if you take anything from the refrigerator let it sit on the counter for 30 minutes before you eat it or find a way to heat it up yeah. Um, yeah. and, and being at home affords to us being able to do those sorts of things and maybe in the past our go go on the go lifestyle you would just grab something from the fridge and then go but now we've got a bit more time to slow down and be mindful with these sorts of things so yeah. what actually what what happens then on the physical level if people are ingesting cold foods and cold drinks what does that actually do why why is that so so important as the biggest takeaway so um, what can happen is that it um, we have in our bodies what we call digestive fire, right? So we need a certain, you imagine there's a little bit in your belly, there's a little fire, which comes from really the energy in your kidneys. In your, your kidneys in Chinese medicine are seen as the source of life. We need, it's sort of our constitution, our genetics, but also our own chi and energy. Mm. So in that system of the kidneys, um, we have two kidneys, so there would be a yin and a yang. We, that energy gives us a certain amount of heat that mm, sort of physiologically allows us to digest our food. If we um, put too much cold, meaning 
temperature cold and raw cold, if we put in just too much of that, it will affect that kidney energy and it will start to put out that fire that we need to be able to break down our food into nutrients and then assimilate those nutrients, transport them throughout the body. So um, just, you know, as an experiment, I, I, I like to ask people as an experiment to try to go for, you know, an entire week without um, any ice cold beverages. I mean, people who love, a lot of people crave cold fluids. And people who drink icy beverages, they love it. It's a really hard thing to give up. And I, I totally understand. I but I, psyche around when it's hot outside, you want something cold. But what that actually does is it overheats you, doesn't it? Because your it body does. has to then warm up the cold liquid. So you're actually double heating yourself up. You are. Because if you think cold constricts, right, it closes your pores. Mm. It's like, I don't know if you've ever heard about what they, I remember learning this as a kid, eating Indian food, and I'd eat something spicy, and they'd say, oh, give me some water. And we used to go to this one Indian restaurant, and they would, they would always give us hot tea, and the woman said, no, drink hot tea. You need something hot to open your pores to let the spice out. Yes. You put cold on it, it encapsulates it. So it's true. We have layers in the body of um, hot and cold and hot and cold because when we, because cold encapsulates heat, mm. basically. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's sort of diverging up a little different path. No, no, no. It's really, it's so important and it's so simple and it's something people can do. And I've converted and I carry a big thermos around with me everywhere with hot water. And now it feels really strange to have anything cold. Actually, I can feel the harm that it's doing inside when I have cold things now, very rarely. But can you, you started talking about the impact that has on the kidney and the digestive fire that links to the kidney. So can you talk a bit about the kidneys and why that's such an interesting time as well coming into winter? Mm, yes. So the kidneys are the organ system associated with winter. And if you look at the shape of a kidney, it looks kind of like a seed, like a kidney bean. <laughs> and um, it's so beautiful because the winter time is the most yin time. If you look at the idea of yin being um, the, the, the nighttime, yang being daytime yin being cold, yang being hot, right? So the two opposites. So when we're in winter, <clears throat> we, things sort of go inward. It's when the seed in the earth is, is germinating. It's when we want to go into the cave and hibernate. It's when we want to sit in meditation or contemplation. We want to bring everything to that most still point inside of us. And it's such a beautiful opportunity to do that. I mean, because it gets dark so much earlier, we can sleep more. Any way we can cultivate that stillness is a beautiful thing. And, and sort of the story of the kidney is about, well, it has to do with our constitution in a sense, because that's how we look at the body, like the, a lot of that mm, genetic energy or constitutional cheese in and around the kidneys. So it has to do with... Um, that deep sort of constitutional essence that we carry and that we want to stay in touch with. Um, but it also has to do with how we can learn from ourselves, how we can relate to ourselves, how we can, when we spend time with ourselves in meditation, let's just say, or contemplation, how we can learn from how we interact with ourselves. I mean, what a beautiful thing. 
Mm. How often do we think about that? How, how can I learn from how I interact with myself? <laughs> and then taking that further, how can I learn about myself through interacting with other people? Wow. Yeah, so, so this... And also, I suppose I want to add, and it wouldn't be my podcast if I didn't add, and how can we learn from how we are interacting with the challenges that we're, we're encountering during this chapter as well? Like, I really have noticed that there's been almost like an acceleration of patterns and subconscious work and things bubbling up for people to work on. And, and because we're able to slow down, we're able to, rather than just react in the old instinctive ways that we might, we can actually pause and think, well, is this my pattern? Is this how I always handle this situation of whatever it is? You know, um, a lot of the, the women that I work with and the people that listen to this podcast, it's putting everyone else's needs ahead of your own and, mm. and, um, and, and giving everything to everyone else and not having that, that space for you. And, and how would it look and feel to, in this chapter, start to do that differently? And, you know, even what you're talking about with the yin and yang and that we've got um, this beautiful time of winter, you know, we, we try and prolong summer as much as we can. We keep lights on inside. And, and there's just this real perspective in our society that the young energy is better because it's more productive and you can do more and all of that masculinity, right, that's imbalanced to this planet and imbalanced us as individuals and, and for my journey as well, myself as a woman, you know. Um, it, it's from I don't know what your thoughts are, but I find that it's almost like this this surrendering to the illusion that it's 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 doing less or it's like doing it's easier to actually dive into the yin if for some reason and so I don't know is any of this making sense like it's sort of <laughs> it it seems like you're not doing much when you're in that that yin but you're doing so much more what are your thoughts on that I agree I mean I I um I've been teaching Qigong for a, a, quite a while and there's this beautiful exercise that I, that's called gathering and offering. Mm -hmm. And the idea is we're standing and we take one hand and we, um, it's like we're scooping the energy of our, the, the kidney energy. If you think about where your kidneys are. So we're kind of like we're scooping energy along the side of our waist and we bring it across the front and then we offer the arm out in front of us. So it almost creates a circle. So we're gathering the energy of our kidneys and then we're offering it out into the world. And I love that exercise because to me, it's about what are our resources? What fuels us? How do we nourish ourselves? And that could be anything from tapping into your lineage to the food you put on your plate to um, the thoughts you have to, you know, taking a shower to coming home and being loved by your family. So whatever it is that nourishes you, you're gathering that up. And, and then you take that fueled energy that fills you up and you offer yourself hmm. to, to be of service in the world. And every time you repeat that circle, it's like you're filling yourself up more and more and more. So, so much so that that cup starts to overflow. And when you offer yourself out in the world, it just flows from your fingertips. Mm -hmm. right? It flows from your heart. It flows through your vision and your intention. 
And that to me is how I heard what you said. When you, when you um, connect with yourself on that level of sitting in the yin, however that looks for each individual, man and woman, mm. I think I see it like you have that opportunity to fill yourself up. You nourish yourself to the point where you feel whole, you feel full. And that then gives you the energy to just let it pour out. This is a really interesting point that you make is what I've witnessed from, I suppose, society is, is it's not just women that are exhausted at pushing and living so much in the young energy, but it's men as well. Like a lot of the men in my life that I witness, you know, family, friends, or, you know, partners of friends and things like that, they are knackered. They've been giving, 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 giving. And, and it's almost been like this, this, you know, society that we're in. I'm not blaming society because that's, you know, obviously we're all able to, to manage and be fully responsible for our lives, but it has been like this sort of rat in a wheel, go, 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 keep giving, keep giving, and things are just kind of spiralling. And I think at the moment you can feel a lot of people taking a deep breath. And that, I think, is just so important for both men and women especially. So, I um, yeah, I think, you know, we had a really lovely conversation earlier in the week that prompted me asking you to come on the podcast. And I think, you know, even a lot of people are admitting gosh this time it's really unique like it's really special mm. and it's it's really helping a lot of people get some introspection and, and some space and some time to breathe that they wouldn't otherwise have had so so what other sort of advice do you have for people um on 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 this sort of chapter and going into this winter time well um I was reading this um, beautiful thing from a Native American Indian. He talked about um, a vision quest, which I guess here would be a walkabout. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking at winter as my walkabout. Hmm. Um, so as I understand a vision quest, I've never um, physically done one. Um, but as I understand that, you you um, you go to a place where you um, you take a time out in isolation, where in a proper vision quest you have somebody um, who's holding a space for you by a fire, and you don't have water and you don't have food, and you go out into nature, and sort of starve yourself of external things, um, and go out with an intention, and you sit in a space until you receive. A vision right or the answer to your question and you come back to community to the people holding the fire and you 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 talk about you start to realize how you're going to integrate the vision that you got back into your community so you can actually be of service in the greater whole so that's how I'm looking at winter is my personal vision quest or walkabout. Um, how can we walk forward into this space of the unknown that's pretty scary um, and come through the other side with something to offer? 
or feeling like you're a better person for having gone through it or um, how can we how can we continue to make our lives more beautiful and more special and um, still hold the reality of where we are? Mm. You know, it's those two things I think are so essential. Um, anyways, that's just one, one thought I've had. Um, from a physical perspective, I think, like I said, it's really important to, to keep your immune system up um, and there are a lot of people that have suggestions about that. My biggest um, thing is to keep your body warm, keep good nourishment. Um, we're, we'll all be cooking our own food now. And so the more food we can eat that doesn't come from a package, the better. Yeah. And, um, and share meals with your family. How beautiful is that? And laugh. <laughs> and, you know, really, I, I really believe, you know, it's like the, the laughter and the positivity and the love. God, love is so healing. I mean, just love the people that you're with. <laughs> Talk about a time, you know, of real acceptance and, and, and working on that, tending to that garden. It's so beautiful. Um, and then exercise, sex, you know, any kind, any way that we can express that. And, um, well, the other thing is, you know, when we go into, I don't keep bringing this back to fear, but that's, that's also the emotion that is connected with winter time and with the kidneys. It's really easy to go into that because it's the, the deep subconscious, you know? Yeah. When we feel those kinds of energies and we think about what happens in our bodies, the energy goes up, right? You notice you can't really feel your feet on the ground or you can't really take a deep breath into your belly and the neck and shoulders get really tight and maybe we're short of breath a little bit and we feel a little bit lightheaded. So that energy, it's like somebody's squeeze, like a balloon, you're squeezing the bottom of the balloon and all the energy goes up to the head and the chest. So we want to bring that energy back down. We want to feel our feet on the ground. We want to feel our hip plexus. Um, one of the great ways to do it is have sex if you have a partner or if you're exercising, do some Tai Chi, do some yoga that opens the hips. You want to balance that energy out. When you, have, when you have issues in the upper part of the body, most often you need to deal with your base chakra, the lower part of the body. You need to get circulation down in that hip plexus region. Open those hips, right? So there's, there's so much um, being offered online in terms of yoga classes. Yeah, it's a beautiful time for that. And it's so many free services, which I think is just incredible. All of these platforms opening up and just that, that abundance mindset at this time because everyone's in need. I mean, curiously as well, you talked about how the virus is related to the stomach and and I think often obviously chakra-wise with the solar plexus and that being people's personal power, their will, their their self, you know, their confidence, their persona in the world, all of that stuff is as well being challenged. Like a lot of people's egos even being hit with being, you know, losing jobs and not being able to work. And and it's yeah, it's so so powerful what is happening and I'm a little bit still in awe of this all unfolding and um and really feeling like this this jigsaw puzzle at the moment all the pieces are kind of laying around but piece by piece I can kind of feel them pulling in together and and there's so much you know I think there's 
everything is always sort of equally balanced and there's yes going to be mm. pain and fear and, and transition but there's also going to be so much beauty and transformation and and you know and evolution as well um the vision quest statement that you made really resonated with me and i've caught myself in the last week saying to my partner paul who you know as well um you know oh, i just i just feel like driving out into like the middle of nowhere and just sitting in nature and speaking to mother earth and i've been saying it for days and days and i haven't done it <laughs> so that just nudged me that i need to listen to that and um and definitely the advice on on eating warming foods and i think a lot of us want to make you know soups and things like that as well mm. and so there's so much beautiful gentle advice that you've given but I think you know how I started the podcast and I said you're just always so calm I think I've like tapped into it right the recipe you've talked about having lots of sex you don't have kids <laughs> you buy chi every day and you drink warm liquid so that to me is like the recipe I'm just joking I'm just joking but you know that's a good recipe I'm, I'm that's like a great recipe <laughs> I'm glued on to your little strategy now for how you are so calm. It, I'm, I'm understanding it. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are going, oh, okay, it makes sense. <laughs> um, no, it's, um, it's wonderful to have you share your wisdom. And I know that this is literally like scratching the surface of what you have. You know, I know that you've, you've, done t you, you've spent time working with healthcare workers in Uganda. You've obviously studied and traveled a lot through America where you're originally from. You've studied from so many teachers and I think your journey started in the late 90s so I know that there's so much more to you and I'm sure there'll be some listeners who especially now more than ever are looking for very high quality practitioners who have a lot of experience and when I when I found you I just have like clung to you <laughs> um so if people are wanting to do some you know some work on their health you are offering online consults now it's like Skype consults and things but if people have questions you've very generously said they can email you at your email address which is do you want to just let them know what it is sure i'll say it first it's page at pageolson.com and that's spelled p-a-i-g-e at p-a-i-g-e-o-l-s-e-n.com and so yes absolutely they can email you and if they want to organize a console as well um, i can highly recommend page and naturally as well when we're able to be in the same proximity as others as well. She practices um, near the Fluria Peninsula with acupuncture as well. And, and so seeing her in person is also lovely for those of you listening that are based in South Australia. So Paige, thank you for your time this afternoon and, um, and for sharing your, your perspective on, on all of this. Is there any sort of, are there any sort of final parting thoughts or words that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, um, I think that, um, I think, let's see we all have we're all capable of everything that's what i really think about us and so to experience the the entirety of of human emotions is such a beautiful thing and it all has a season and um i think that that's really something to be joyous about i do i think it's i think it's a um I'm, I'm in love with life. I think life is a beautiful thing. And um, I just want to, um, I just ask people to consider that um, beauty is beauty, joy is joy, anger is anger, and fear is fear. And that's what it is. Hmm. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it does.
<laughs> beautifully simply said right yeah yeah <sighs> beautiful well thank you again so much um yeah really loved having this chat if you enjoyed this episode please um, leave a review on itunes and of course like reach out to Paige at her details it's very kind of you to offer that and um and Paige, just wishing you so much health and happiness and um and thank you again for your time thank you so much juliet i really enjoyed our conversation that's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.